Before we get started with today's episode, be sure to check out pinkfucks.com and use promo code SELLOUTS at checkout to receive 10% off of your purchase. We just released the pink hat from the Smoke and Drive music video, as well as a Cleveland Till I Die crew neck. Again, that is pinkfucks.com. Link will be in the description. Now let's get into the episode. Yeah, I fuck up and lose control. Burnt so many bridges, got nowhere to go. Welcome to another episode of Sellouts. I'm your host, Mike Kyle, presented by Pink Fucks. And I think this is episode number eight or nine. So we're kicking up on our way to 10. And we have another awesome guest for you all today. We are joined by the one, the only, Michaela Pope. Michaela, welcome to the show. Thank you. For, thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited. And this is a really cool episode because you are the first guest. I think maybe this, you are the first guest that I've recorded. I've had other people reach out to me in the past that have said, I have a really cool MGK story. I want to share it on the podcast. And that is exactly what we're here today. Uh, Michaela had a really cool viral moment across EST yeah. earlier this summer, which we'll talk all about. But first, Michaela, let's just kind of talk about who you are how you became an MGK fan, and then we'll kind of get into it all. All right, cool. So I'm Michaela. Um, I'm 20. Um, I am a music photographer, and I live in California right now. Uh, it's a central town in California, pretty small. And I've been an MGK fan for a pretty while. I knew I knew his music back when I was like younger, but I didn't really become a fan until I got into high school. And um, I started listening to him a little bit more. And then when Hotel Diablo came out, that's when I really became a really huge fan. I started getting into like EST and everything. Um, because at that time I was going through a lot um, mentally um, at home and that album literally saved my life. And um, it was, um, at that point on, it just flew on from there. And I became part of the EST, became a really huge fan of MGK. And yeah, awesome. Kind and of like how I got into him and everything. What uh, what was the first MGK song that you heard? Right, so it's like you 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 kind of knew his <sighs> music growing up, and then you get into Hotel Diablo, and it kind of takes off from there. But like, do you remember the first MGK song that you heard? The first MGK song I ever heard was, oh god, I believe it was um. Like really, uh, oh my god, that was so long. I think it was either, pretty sure it was either Save Your Tears or mm-hmm. Lace Up. I know that it sounds like really cheesy to say, but my brothers used to play him all the time. Yeah. And I, it was one of those two. Yeah, so that was like the first album. So that would, would have been around like 2012, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's really cool. And that's always a really interesting question I like to ask people. Because you can figure out pretty quickly kind of where somebody came in on like the MGK timeline of things. Uh, And so, you know, a lot of the a lot of the ones that I hear a lot from either super OG EST, it's things like salute the return or chip chip off the block. Then you kind of have like this next wave, which is wild boy, invincible, see my tears, which is what you were referring to. And then you have like this gap. And then you have something along the lines of Hotel Diablo bringing you all the way up to where yeah. we're at right now, 
with tickets to my downfall and mainstream salad. So I always like to ask that question just to kind of get a better gauge of where somebody kind of came in. And that's very cool that you came in during the Hotel Diablo era, which is such a, which is such a special yeah. album for so many different people. You said you were going through some dark shit. What specifically about that album just really connected you to him? Uh, it was when it was Glass House, my favorite song, and um, I just talked about, you know, basically what I think about. He talks about suicide in that song a lot, and that was something that I struggled with for many years, but it was at that point in my life, I was like, how it was 2019, I think I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I struggled with really heavy um, many times where I didn't want to come to that point. And then when I first heard that song, I was like, it was for the first time in my, in that time that I didn't really feel alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, you know, and even um, he became a friend during that time when I didn't have nobody And that song really, um, what drew me in. And then like just a bunch of other songs, like burning memories, um, Mm-hmm. He talks about his mom, but um, I have a good relationship with my mom, but my um, biological dad, like, I had a good relationship with him, too, but, um, you know, he did his thing and stuff like that, and I do have experience with my mom, like, she did leave for a point, and so I do have experience with that, and just, like, different, like, little things, I, f- I felt normal for once in my life, mm-hmm. because I was listening to someone, you know, who's in the media and you know famous whatever um i was like wow like you know he's you know this big old rock star and um or star at that time he's still a star but um i was like and i just i just i didn't feel alone he made me feel like i had a friend basically he's like what brought me in and that that whole album just got me through everything during that time yeah and glass house is such a masterpiece yeah. of, of, of a song and that's why we opened up this episode uh with the opening lyrics because for those that don't know that is how this works i typically ask the guest tell me an mgk song and then we start the podcast with an episode of that song a little peek behind the curtain here um but i mean glass house it's one of my obvious obviously one of my absolute favorites i just all the st and you know the vulnerability kind of as you were alluding to uh in that song is absolutely unreal did you know i got got a little fun fact for you if you didn't know this the third verse off glass house originally was not there and that's the really dark one that's the lately i've been sick of living and nobody knows how i'm really feeling that whole verse which to me is the verse that makes the song uh, they went back and added that like a year and a half later. So yeah. I, I, I think of songs like that and just kind of a, events where it's like imagine what that song would be without that verse. Because that really, yeah, it, it's the verse exactly. that ties it all and together. I, yeah, I think he just said, uh, he got asked at the AMAs, oh, what's your favorite verse of a song? Like on any of your songs? And he said mm-hmm. that verse. And it's crazy to think that it wasn't going to be in the song, but he ended up, you know, putting it in there. Mm-hmm. And now it's his favorite verse that he's probably ever written. So yeah. And, I think and, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I think it's really cool the way that EST really rallied around that song. 
Um, I mean, you ask, you yeah. ask, I'll, I'll say eight out of 10 people in, e, in EST, excuse me. Um, and they're just, it's somewhere in like their top five. And, that, yeah. and, and that's cool. It's like, yeah, I think my top five is number one, but yeah, like you said, it's in, it's definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm. What uh, what were some other songs off that album that you liked? You you kind of mentioned "Burning Memories," but is there another one or two that stick out to you? Um, yeah, um, I love "Death in My Pocket," mm-hmm. Floor Thirteen." Obviously, everyone loves Floor Thirteen. Um, El Diablo too. That one's always going to that, be a, that's my favorite off the album. That um, and then uh, "Waste uh, Wasted Love." I love that song. I feel like that mm-hmm. song doesn't get talked about enough, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, I love that song so cool well yeah, just on those that whole album is no skips to be honest yeah that i think i agree with that i think there's maybe one or two that i'm like eh, i could probably do without it uh but i think that album yeah. has 16 or 17 tracks and all of them like it goes hard like start to finish so that's definitely yeah and also I, i've talked about this on like the second episode of sellouts uh the way that that album was constructed and put together in terms of the track list. He mentioned this at EST Fest, that the last one. Uh, basically, it's like this journey where like you start off with the devil, El Diablo, mm-hmm. and then it's this journey through the hotel, through Hotel Diablo, aka his brain, and then it ends up with I think I'm okay. And just having that and like yeah. having the foresight to order and structure the album that way super cool super cool yeah cool how he opened that album up is probably one of my favorite ever like sex out of all the albums i've ever listened to is probably like my uh, sex drive is probably yeah. my favorite way i've ever heard an album open up mm-hmm. yeah right and, and right and going back to that i mean i didn't even mention that where it's like that's the car pulling up to the hotel like that's yeah so cool uh you so you could so you coming in during Hotel Diablo, you come in at a very interesting time because you came in yeah. at the album before the blow up. So you have this yeah. very cool perspective where you see the album and then basically a year later, year and a half later, just this explosion where everybody's listening to him. Yeah. He makes makes a switch into pop punk and just crushes, right? So yeah. for you... I'm sure you probably had friends that started tuning in just a little bit. What was that switch like for you, right? Because Hotel Diablo, hardcore rap album. And then he dropped tickets a year later, and it's just totally different. Yeah, so in my mind, he's already big in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when, like, he releases tickets to my downfall, it was like, okay, so this might sound weird. It was a complete switch for everyone, but for me... It felt so normal. Mm-hmm. I was like, probably because I heard, like, I think I'm okay. And I'm like, oh, you know. And I was like, it just felt normal. And it felt right at the time. But, yeah, I definitely had friends. Um, I had a lot of friends who say, oh, you like MGK? Like, you know, he, you know, he's a loser. I'm like, oh, whatever. Shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, they listen to, like, some sucky people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, it, but, it, yeah, it was definitely different. It was definitely different, um, and like yeah, there, there was people like oh like who I've known people who said 
like I had friends who say, oh, I became a fan of him because of tickets of my downfall. And then I had people say, oh, like, you know, the classic, oh, he switched genres, blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely different and weird because I've known him during the Hotel Diablo era, uh, which was a, a great era. And then, you know, jump in, like you said, a year, like a year and a half later, and all of a sudden everybody knows him. It was kind of crazy. I was like, you guys are, you guys have been missing out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to hear yeah. you say like this, it felt normal. Like there wasn't yeah. like a big difference. And that was something that, I was, who was I just talking? I think I was talking to Rob from ESTXCast about that. I think we mentioned it on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, where I was saying that him going back to, going all the way back to Bloom, which is 2017, I was like, that's kind of where like the groundwork yeah. I felt like was laid. Uh, and it was actually, it was Brandon. Uh, Brandon from ESTXXCast was like, honestly, like, listening to tickets and then going back through and listening to like some of the older stuff he's like it was just a regular album to me and i that that was the kind of moment where it clicked in my head like we we know the musical capabilities that he possesses and that he has and to hear newer fans come in and say I listened to this album and then I compared it to something else. And sure, stylistically, it's different naturally. But overall, like, I would fully expect this dude to be able to do a rap album, to be able to do a pop punk album, to be able to do really any type of album. Uh, and that's, that's super cool. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's my favorite thing about Kells. It's the versatility. It's the fact that he is able to do these mm-hmm. things and just quickly master each one it kind of has its own craft all right that let's are, are you ready to talk about the good stuff now did are, are you ready oh this, yeah I'm this, this, this is this is why we're here so you had a really cool experience let's talk about yes. first off let's just rewind it back a little bit music photography as a whole how did you get into this um, I got into photography about a year ago, and I first I started shooting on my iPhone, just like the I would shoot the moon, random like stuff, and then um, I didn't really start thinking about it as a career until early 2022. I was going to college for a career that I liked, but you know, um, it ended up didn't working out. I was just working. I was working at Amazon, just making a buy, trying to provide for my family. Cause you know, over here in California, you know, it was just, um, struggling and I was still doing my photography mm-hmm. and yeah. And then that's how I really got into it. Um, just started shooting on my phone. I think how I really got into photography. Um, I, it was, it was during like a, um, a storm and I got a really awesome pick of a lightning strike and mm-hmm. not a lightning strike, but lightning in the sky. And yeah, that's what started. And music photography was just something that I was there just sitting down one day. And I was like, I love music. I love all these artists. And I love photography. I was like, why not mix it together so I can do two things that I love at once and capture the magic that happens at shows. Mm-hmm. And that's how really it, it started. So that's yeah. how it came up in my mind. Were you big into like concerts and stuff growing up? 
or like how did how did like what was like the bridge there right it's like all right you like music and you like photography but was there like were there pictures that you saw online was there a concert that you went to where you're like oh i want to do this yeah so surprisingly growing up i didn't go to a lot of concerts because you know my family like struggled a lot my mom Mm -hmm. you know she worked two jobs to provide and my now um with my mom my stepdad they're you know they're very religious um Mm -hmm. and so they didn't really like that you know i've been i before like all this i've probably been to like two three concerts if i can remember Mm -hmm. and they weren't like really big either it was like well one was probably big but the rest were like really weren't and um but i just always loved music and i i would always just see it and i would follow like photographers like um when i got into um kel's sam i love i got into his work like i would see like when he would post i'm like man like those are so sick or like even harry styles photographers his different photographers i was like man you know they're so talented i I would i fell in love with it just looking through social media Mm -hmm. and that's how that basically happened and like i said like i didn't go to many concerts growing up and so it was like and that might kind of sound weird but uh yeah like Mm -hmm. i didn't go but i i ended up in this career but it was Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's basically how that all happened yeah, that, I mean, that, that's all really cool. I, I figured it would either be one or the other. It'd either be like there's like there's like a social media entry point, or you just grew up and you always went to concerts as a kid. I yeah. figured it'd be one of those two. So it's the social media side of things. And you brought it up. Uh, so you had a incredible opportunity to shoot an MGK yes. concert and learn from Sam Sam Cahill. As a lot of you guys know, MGK is photographer, videographer, director of Life in Pink, just crushing it right now and is blowing up in and of its own yes. in and of his own way. Um, so how did that opportunity happen? Let's just start there. We'll kind of break this up into okay. chunks. So how did you connect yeah. with Sam? Okay, so how everything happened was kind of like it all fell. It was like it was it's crazy. So I'm gonna start from the beginning. So um I follow this, um, at the time I was following this, um, this foundation, the College Dream Machine Foundation, Charlie Rocket, he's, you know, the, uh, he runs it, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been, I was following him for a year because I know I love stuff like that. Like they go out and they, they travel the United States, making people's like dreams come true and stuff like that. And I love stuff like that. I love giving back. I love seeing people giving back. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was just going through Instagram, you know, looking through stories, and his story. Um, I was I was on Charlie's story, and it said it was a forum where you could fill out and tell them your dream. And I had exit out of it, and then something told me no, go back and fill it out. And I was like, you know, okay, like I'm gonna go fill it out. Like they get thousands of these forms, you know. Not I wasn't really thinking anything of it. And so I go, I fill it out, and literally the next day, I think it was around like 9 p.m., I get a text from their uh, producer, Fatima, and she lets me know who she is, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, like, I was like, that's crazy, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're like, can we have a meeting with you on Zoom the next day? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and funny enough, the next day on Zoom, I was wearing one of my NGK shirts, and they're asking me, like, oh, like, you know, just questions. And I think one of the answers was, oh, um, who's, like, your dream person you want to, like, photograph for, like, seeing concerts or something like that, I can't remember. Or, no, they asked, like, what would you do, like, if you could do, like, in a few days? And 
he was performing in Anaheim, I think like that weekend. I was oh like my dream like to see MGK in concert, you know what I mean? And I was I was wearing my shirt, and I told him like oh really? And I was like yeah. So they're like, okay, like, you know, they get off Zoom like oh you know like we can't make any promises, you know, which I understood. Even them, you know, talking to me was really cool. Yeah. And after that, like you know, I didn't hear anything back. And then my mom, <laughs> my mom was in on this. She was like, hey, like, I have a doctor's appointment out of town, but they're going to send, like, a Uber or Lyft. Can you come with me? And I was like, yeah, like, sure, like, no problem. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so we're going and we're driving and we get to Hollywood. And I, at this point, I kind of really knew, like, something was, like, up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I see Fatima pull up. And also, ju- ju- you know, just, we're waiting just, for, like, yeah, ju- just time out for people that don't know, because I went to L.A. for the first time this past year. Uh, LA, if you don't know, uh-huh. is super spread out, and so like going like to Hollywood yeah. is like a thing. It's not just in like your backyard. It's an actual like it's kind of a hike depending yeah. on where you're at. And so to Michaela's point, if you, when you pull up to Hollywood unexpectedly, something's up. All right, continue. Yeah, you didn't go to Hollywood for doctor's appointments. Right. Put it that you know. Right. The, you could be next door. You could be like literally walking, and you see a freaking like celebrity walking down the street or uh-huh. you see a lambo pulling out you know it's not, it's not for right. doctor's appointments right you know what i mean and so this is even like the part like with the whole ngk but this is like just the beginning like, this is good no, this, you're, and you're, so, you're, you're perfect keep going and so finally like, okay like we have to blindfold you so we get in a car and they're driving me to i they're driving me and finally okay like we get out so i'm blindfolded at this point and we're walking and I finally stopped, and this is my, and then all I hear is, it's Charlie. This is my first time meeting Charlie in person, and, I, you know, obviously, I, I smile really big because, you know, that's crazy, you know. Yeah. I love Charlie. I love this man. You know, he he's such a amazing human being. Yep. And they take my blindfold off, and I'm, I'm in front of the Wiltern, and if you don't know what the Wiltern is, it's a really famous uh, music venue um, on Wilshire Boulevard in Hollywood. A lot of the greats have performed there. Um, and so they take, and we're in front of the Wiltern and they take my blindfold off and I see my name up on the marquee. Um, and that, I just burst into tears at that point because I was like, that's my name. You know, I come from a small town where not a lot of people make it out of. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, it says, um, it's an artist. His name is, his name is Mike, really cool dude. And and it said, I was going to be photographing his, um, his concert. I think like the next week on Wednesday and um, yeah. And so I just instantly started crying. Um, it was crazy and yeah, that, and then, so the next week happens and I photograph uh, Mike's concert, which was my first ever concert I was photographing. I was super nervous. Um, I was like, man, if I don't get awesome pics, like this would be embarrassing, but mm-hmm. you know, it was just, I was just getting in my own head. Um, and yeah. And so I photographed that concert. And amazing experience, probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to besides Kills. And then um, they surprised me on stage with a, a $16,000 check. They raised for me and my family, you know, to help us out, which I'm forever grateful for. And it was like, I did this like in front of like, like cr- 2,000 people. This is crazy. Maybe. I didn't even know this story was this yeah. deep. Yeah. I did it like in front of 2,000 people. My mom and my uh, stepdad were there to experience it with me. Mm-hmm. I had literally people coming up to me asking, oh, can I take a photo of you? And I was like, it was weird because, you know, like I'm 
I'm not super shy, but like, you know, I'm really pretty like, you know, you know, into, I guess like quiet and stuff like that. So it was like crazy, especially yeah. where I come from. It's a super small town. I went from nobody really knowing me to me, like people want to take pictures with me. It was like, it was mm-hmm. crazy. And so they surprised me on stage. Um, literally, and then like 2000 people in there started shouting my name. It was crazy. And afterwards, like, I meet some other pretty cool people. I, I met Bozzy, who was there. Mm-hmm. He was super chill. Um, and then, so we go outside, you know, and I, I I think that's it. Like, I'm like, I was happy with that. Like, I was super grateful. That yeah, was you're, crazy. You're, you're, I mean, good. They literally, you're good. Like, they basically changed my life. Oh, they surprised me with the camera, too. I forgot to mention that. Oh, that's cool. They're the ones who gave me my camera. That's awesome. Um, And so, Man, I think it was, like, the, the next day, maybe. I get, yeah, no, for shout out to Charlie and Dream Team. If y'all see this, I love you guys so much. Um anyway, and so I, and then I think it was like the next day, me and my mom were going to the store and I get a text from Fatima again and she was like, Hey and I was still working at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you get uh Sunday through Tuesday off? And I was already off Sunday and Monday, so I was like and I could get Tuesday off no problem. Like I wasn't really worried. I was like, Yeah, like no problem. Like, we have opportunity for you. They're like, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but you're going to be flying out of state. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, obviously I said yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I don't care. And so they call me Uber. I leave Sunday. And then I get up to um to the airport. And I still don't know where I'm going. I'm just going. And, again, I pull up. There's a, there's a videos all on this. And, again, I pull up. And I'm wearing sweats and another MGK shirt. <laughs> I pull up, and we're just walking into the um, into the airport, and I have no idea what's going on. I don't know where we're going. I don't know like what I'm gonna be doing. And so finally, we get there. They're like, "You're going to spoke the Spokane. You're going to Spokane, Washington." They show me, it's, you know, they have to give me my ticket. And it was crazy because Washington has always been a place like I always wanted to visit. I think it's so beautiful over there. And so I was like, "Okay, like that's dope." And I I let them know that. Like, oh, that's that's crazy. And finally, we get to um, Washington, and we get on the plane, we get there, and it was the next day, and we're at the hotel, and we're just chilling at the hotel, like, all day. They won't tell me what's going on. I went with Charlie and Timmy, who's also part of the Dream Team, you and went they with, would not tell me what's on, going well, on. Hang, hang on, time out. I need to call time out here. You went to Spokane, Washington with Charlie Rocket? Yeah. This is the coolest shit I've ever heard. This is unreal. Okay. Yeah, hey, it's so, a, it's like out of like a movie. What a is Charlie just like he is in all of his content? I'm sorry. Is Charlie just like how he part. is? Charlie just like how he is in his content and his videos? Oh yeah, what you see online is basically Charlie. But other, I think what people probably don't know, he's like pretty like he's funny mm-hmm. off camera. Like he's pretty like cool and chill like on camera obviously because you know that you know but off camera he's always cracking jokes but yeah definitely off camera he's the same person as he is on camera um i can definitely uh say that um all of them are mm-hmm. and it's um something that you know i feel like is good to hear because social media paints like a picture but i think it's fake or you know stuff like that yeah but yeah he's definitely the same person he is on camera this story is unreal and, okay yeah Keep keep going. And so, and at this point, I knew that, because he had posted on his Instagram, like, I think it was, like, a day before, saying, 
that he got in contact with like he's in, he that he was gonna have a dream happen with a huge like one of the biggest celebrities in the world and it was going down Monday. Mm-hmm. And we were in Washington on Monday, so I was like, "Okay, like, what's going on?" And I started kind of getting a feeling because I found out um, that Kells did a show in Seattle, I think, like the day before or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of getting a feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie comes up to me and he's like, "Okay, um, like we got like there were like okay, so what the crazy part about the story is we went to Washington." But nothing like confirmed, like at all. Yeah. Okay. Like how everything happened. They, they, like, were, they, we they did, were just like, winging it. They were winging it. Yeah, they're like, we're going with faith, and like, I didn't know this until like afterwards. Um, yeah, but we didn't know like any, like everything that happened. We weren't sure if it was even gonna happen, mm-hmm. and so that's why we were waiting all day because Charlie was just like, oh, like I'm just waiting. Like he wouldn't tell me, but he's like. I'm waiting to hear it back, you know, from mm-hmm. some people, like, you know, not trying to, like, spoil the surprise, even though I was kind of, like, really kind of catching on. Yeah. And so they uh, FaceTime me, like, you know, they tell me something, like, we're on our way to your room, like, to tell you something. And I'm like, okay. So they come, and they knock my door, and they surprise me with um, MGK tickets. And um, at that point, like, I'm, like, you know, freaking out. I'm, like, I'm about to see, like, um Kells in person for the first time ever mm-hmm. um like in concert even if I just seen him in concert I was like I was good yeah um and then Charlie was like, okay like you know we did like we celebrated I don't know he's like, okay so I need you he's like you might meet him he's like I don't know if you are he's like but I need you to write him a letter you know basically you know telling him like how he saved your life and all this and how you know all that and, but he's like, just in case. And I was like, okay. So I go, mm-hmm. I write a letter. I get changed into like my concert. I'm wearing my MGK shirt, you know, getting all ready. Mm-hmm. And so I write a letter. I rewrite it because the first time I didn't, I didn't really like it. So I rewrote it again. Mm-hmm. I actually have the original letter that I wrote right here. Oh, cool. Um, the first one I wrote. And, um, and so, yeah, so we get to the venue and you know there's a whole bunch of people out there they buy me some merch um which is pretty cool um that my hat um actually charlie gave me this hat so it was cool oh it's awesome um and then so we're waiting outside the venue like we get tickets and i read the ticket it's like four they're floor tickets and like they're pretty good tickets but we're just waiting and i'm like okay and we're waiting to hear back from irv and i don't know if you all know who Mm. irv is but you know he's part of He's part of Kels's team and all that stuff. Yeah, ba- ba- if, if, if you don't know, basically Kels' management team or runs part of that. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we're wait. We're waiting on hearing from Irv, and finally, we're face the Timmy's facetiming Irv, and he's like, "Meet us by like the VIP entrance." And so we finally get over there. I met with Irv, you know, and everything. They gave me a media pass and everything. And I'm like, what the heck? You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're literally going backstage. I didn't know we were going through backstage. And I'm passing, like, Avril Lavigne's locker room, Willow's locker room, mm-hmm. the team's locker room. <laughs> and we get into, like, this little, like, another locker room. And freaking Rook just walks in. I'm like, what the heck? And, like, MGK's literally, like, his wardrobe is, like, in there. And it's, like, just open. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? 
And um, what's going through your head? And then I'm just standing there. What, what what's going through your head? Hang on, I want to call a quick time out. What's going through your head when you're going to like this other room and then like Rook walks in? Like what? Like unfiltered. What what's going on in, in your little head? I was really, I was trying so hard not to fangirl. I was trying to keep it like cool. You know what yeah. I mean? But I was freaking out in my head. I was so nervous. And even if I didn't meet Kells, I was I was perfectly fine with everything. And like, but I was just trying to calm down. I was freaking out. I was like, is this even real? Like literally two days ago. It's funny because two days ago I was on um before this, I went to Washington everything. I was on Instagram answering questions. Mm-hmm. And someone asked me, like, oh, who's, like, your dream artist to photograph? And I said, I said, Kills. Mm-hmm. I put a picture of him. I was, like, I said something, like, oh, like, this sweet human, like, it would be an honor, like, to photograph him. And then here I am, literally two days later, photographing him in front of 20,000 yeah. people. Um, <laughs> so how, And so, yeah, it was just crazy. I, I literally thought it was, like, I felt like I was dreaming. And it was just so many emotions, like, going through my head. And I was just trying to, like, keep it together um, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't, like, break down. But, yeah. And I see Rook walking. He's just chilling. Going. I think he went to go grab something. I didn't get to really talk to him because so much was going on. Yeah. Um, but he was just chilling, you know. He walked in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, was like, I, I forgot who I said that to. I was like, I think I said it to Timmy or something. I was like, oh, I was like, that's Rook. I was like, that's the drum. I, that's his drummer. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Timmy, um. I love Timmy. Timmy's really cool too. Um, but he he wasn't he doesn't really know a lot about um Kells or anything. Like he didn't really know his music or anything like that. Yeah. So like I, I was like talking to him. And so we're just talking and then they went I forgot, they went to like this little other room and out comes Sam. And uh, internally I'm like freaking out because I love Sam. Like this is a person who I've looked up to for like, you know, a good while and like I am a huge fan of like his work. And Sam comes up, coolest dude ever, super sweet. We're just talking and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, Sam's going to be, you know, showing you some stuff. You know, they obviously let me know who he was, even though I already knew who he was. You know, Mm -hmm. we introduced ourselves. And coolest dude ever. Um, We got, we like clicked instantly. Like, it was crazy how we clicked. Um, Like, the conversation came so easy. And... I felt like so comfortable in there and everything. And then he was just showing me stuff on my camera, um, like what he does, stuff like that. I mean, but he showed me like his different like type of lenses and like what he uses. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking and stuff like that. You know, we had like a normal conversation too. Um, I can't really remember like what the conversation was because I blacked out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like super like humble dude, so sweet, so nice. Um, and yeah, he's just he's really chill. And so he tells me, um, at this point, Willow is performing. And he said, oh, like, do you want to go see Willow's set? Um, so I can show you, like, where I photograph at. I was like, yeah, cool. And so we literally go out. I'm watching freaking Willow Smith, like, on side stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was really cool. I love Willow. Um, and he's, like, just showing me. He's like, this is where I perform, blah, blah, blah. Now he's like, this is where I shoot. Um, Sorry. Like, this is what I shoot. This is, like, what I kind of do. And I was like, okay. And we got to the point where, um, I don't know if it's at every show, but it's, like, the, it's where he comes up when he enters on the helicopter, mm-hmm. that little um thing in the middle of, like, the arenas. Yep. 
and like like that's like the best place to like watch a show like that's what Irv was telling us and the freaking security wouldn't like let it let me on or anything because I didn't have like a wristband or something like that and Sam was like but no like she's cool like you know she's part of like media like she's with me blah 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 and they wouldn't let me in but he got his uh, blue wristbands so we could like watch the show and we could get up there mm-hmm and so, so we all that we go backstage. We go backstage. I'm literally freaking passing like I can see like his guitars and everything right there, and it was crazy. Uh, and then um, we're walking. Literally, I, I see freaking Kells is, is so it's his name. It's his locker room. And then Sam was all chill. He's like, "You want to go meet Kells real quick?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> and he just walked in all chill. And I I I see. I turn and Slim. He's sitting there on his laptop, you know, doing his thing. And he's super nice too. Um, it just he's like, oh hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Um, we introduce ourselves, and then I turn and it's um, it's um, Kels is right there getting ready, and then Ashley's right there too, helping him get ready. And they're like, oh, like this is Michaela, and they're like, you know, introduce him. He's like, oh hey, Michaela, and we just started talking, and like we let him like what was, you know, try to let him know, like, what was up, you know, like, why we're doing this and everything. And he really knew. And he was just so chill. And what the thing about it was funny because, you know, he was so real. He literally told me, he's like, you know, we just started talking. He's like, I'm not really in a good mood today. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, I get to go out there and just let it all out on stage. And he was just so real and so kind. That's, and we talked for like thirty minutes. That's and okay. Hang on. I so this is a really cool moment for me because I just had Nikki MGK Israel on the podcast last week, mm-hmm. right? And we got we were talking about yeah. this because she met Kells in Amsterdam, um, and she's like, "Yeah, it was so great to like talk to him. Like, you know, he recognized a lot of the work that I was doing." Um, and like also mentioned, you know, like, thank God that I got him on like a good day where he was, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, <laughs> where he was happy and like energetic and stuff like that. Compared yeah. to you, it seems like you didn't get him on the best of days, but he was still yeah. like happy to see you engage in conversation and honestly which i think is probably the coolest part here was just pretty open like yeah i'm not having a great day right now yeah yeah and i think he he let me know that and began just to reassure me like probably that it if like he came off like not as excited it's probably because you know he wasn't having a good day mm-hmm. which i don't know like you know but i i feel like that's why he let me know right yeah. off the bat but um yeah, which you know, which is fine. You know, he's human. Totally, you know, right. a lot of people right. don't understand. Totally cool. he's, yep, he's human. Like he has his days. Would I trade it? No, I wouldn't because I. It was still an amazing experience, and he still was the sweetest person ever. Still really nice, mm-hmm. respectful, and, and um, yeah. And we just talked for like you know thirty minutes. We talked about you know life and music and. I can't really remember a lot of it because, you know, like, I, I backed out for a good minute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then um, we're just talking. And he the, the crazy thing is Charlie worked with him before, like, years ago, like, when he was first starting out. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, I think, because Charlie um, used to, like, manage, like, different, like, he's managed, like, Soldier Boy, 2 Chain and stuff yep. like that. 
And so I think he wanted to like sign Kells or like work with him or something like that. And so he knew him and like they, you know, they were excited to like see each other. And Kells was like, oh, like, you know, because he didn't expect him to be there, I don't think. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, like, what's up? You know, they started talking. And, um, and yeah, and then I um, gave him the letter. Um, I, I, I was talking to Charlie, like, should I give him a letter? And Charlie was like, oh, yeah, like, she, you know, she wrote you a letter. And at this point, I was really trying hard, like, to keep it in because I was trying to, like, tell him at this point, like, what he did for me and how he saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to hold it together because I could really feel, like, the tears, like, coming. And which is, it's just, it's, um, because I really don't cry. I'm not, like, a crier. Like, I don't cry like that. But, like, you know, so mm-hmm. I was trying to hold it in. And you could tell at that moment he kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, he switched. But, like, you could tell, like, he was happy to get, like, a letter. You know what I mean? Um, you can even see it in the video. Um, I think I sent you the video. And yeah. um, he got, like, kind of happy, you know, because, you know, people give him things all the time. And I'm pretty sure, you know, he's obviously like, grateful for it, but, like, you could tell he got happy, like, to get a, a, maybe a letter for once. And you could tell, like, he probably, like, read, like, the first, like, few words because and then he's like, oh, like, I'm not going to read it in front of you, which I respect, you know. I, I'd mm-hmm. rather him read it, like, in private later or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then it would probably be awkward for me. Um, <laughs> but then he was like, and then he kind of like smiled when I gave him a letter. He's like, I like, I think he's like, I appreciate this so much. And like, he's like, can I give you a hug? And then he came, he gave me one of the like the most like genuine like sweet hugs ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he was like, I hope you like get some good shots tonight. And he was apologizing for his hair because he was getting his hair like done and everything to get back to the show. I was like, no, like, you look fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like. That's just basically like how it went, and um, it's crazy because you know they only post like a thirty second clip, um, on social media when it was like thirty twenty minutes that mm-hmm. we were talking, and, and you know, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I was worried that people on social media, like on TikTok and Instagram, like we're gonna say some negative things, especially on TikTok. TikTok is like really ruthless. Yeah. Um. And I, I was like actually so happy because i was reading the comments when they posted the videos and basically 99 percent of them were positive and a lot of them were like oh like you know i'm not really a fan of kells but like this made me have respect for him mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that made me happy because you know i don't think a lot of people see that side of him and so or they you know stuff like that and or then obviously there was some negative comments saying, "Oh, like he doesn't look happy to be there," blah blah blah. When in reality they didn't know that he wasn't having a really good day, mm-hmm. but you know, he was still really super nice and humble about everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it sounds and so like so that's it, like it, that was. I was gonna say it sounds like too like you know by the end of that conversation his day was a little bit better than what it was before that conversation, which is really special. Yeah, um, which I hope, I, you know, I hope so. You know, you can tell when he went on st- on stage too, the bit he's still kind of feeling, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a funk. But, you know, he, he, like he said, his music is, his. Ex- he told me, like, basically, and to sum it up, his music, like, going on stage is, like, his escape. He can just let everything out on stage. Um, and, yeah, and then... Um, so, yeah, like, I, I hope, like, by the end of it, like, you know, he was a little bit better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then after that, we went back into the other room, and Slim comes in there, and we're just talking. 
I asked him, like, you know, like, I, you know, I love you too, like, you know. And he said, oh, he's like, thank you. He got, like, he got a little shy. It was, it was funny. Yeah. And I was talking to Slim, and then Irv was talking to me, and I was still kind of like <laughs> blacked out at this point. And I forgot I even, like, Irv was even talking to me until I looked at old, um, at the videos. I was like, I don't even remember that. Like, I really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Irv was talking to me, and Irv was super nice too. Like, he was like really encouraging. And then Sam, you know, and then Sam, he had to go do, you know, he had to go work, obviously. Um, and so Sam went out, and we're just, sitting there I was talking with Slim and Irv and we we're just all talking um stuff like that and then yeah we go out into the arena and I'm waiting for the um we go to watch Avril's uh the rest of her set and I got pictures of that like of her set and everything and then we're just like waiting we're just you know and then finally um Kells is um he starts coming out and everything and then I just go into photographer mode and I and I start getting shots, and then I was like, at the time, my lens that I had, it was um, it's like for close-ups, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I could get good pictures of it with like far away, but like if I wanted really good shots of Kells, I was gonna have to get like right in front, um, mm-hmm. like where Sam goes, like right in front, like not in pit, but like literally in front of like the gate of barricade. Mm-hmm. And I text, and at this point, this is what's crazy. Sam literally gives me his number. He's like, I'm going to send you some presets. Give me your number. And I was like, oh, okay, like, here's my number. Whatever. That's awesome. And I text him. I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, will this, like, I had a blue wristband. I was like, will this wristband be able to get me all the way in front? Um, You know? So I, so, I, so I let him know. And he's like, no. He's like, but come find me. And he's like, I'll get you in. And so I go find him. He's in pit. And, like, he gets me in. And he lets security know that, like, she's okay, like, she's with me, like, she's fine. And so I get right in front, and I'm there the whole time. And besides the time, like, he goes out in the crowd. And so, like, I have to, I went out to get pictures of pictures of him in the crowd. Yeah. But I was there the whole time, right in front of, like, literally right there. So this is crazy. It's my first ever, like, Kells' like, MGK concert. And then I'm, like, literally right in front and photographing him, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So... In front of like it was like twenty, it was like twenty thousand people. Yeah, what a what. So I big in media. I've been doing this, Michaela, for fifteen years, give or take. I'm an old man when it comes to this. What uh, were there any tips or anything that kind of like stuck with you that like or a piece of advice that Sam gave you when it came to all this? Um, basically, he he said just. Take out every opportunity that you can. Mm-hmm. He started off small doing like photos of like of like senior photos, stuff like that. Just start off and put yourself out there and just don't quit. Even if you hit any obstacles obstacle obstacles, excuse me, to keep going and don't let that stop you. Yeah, that that's And really... you're never too yeah. That's yeah. what he gave me too. And I use that even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really cool. I I briefly met Sam after the show in Charlotte, North Carolina, after the Tickets to My Downfall tour. He was just out and about after the show. He was, like, taking pictures of, like, people leaving and stuff. And I was like, oh, like, that's, I'm going to go say what's up. And he was super cool to talk to. Obviously, your experience infinitely better than mine. Uh, so I'm, I'm really cool that, you know, you were able to have that extensive experience, and especially from somebody that is literally doing 
basically your dream job, right? If your dream job is to just photograph Kells and his concerts all the time, well, I mean, who better to learn from than the dude who's currently doing that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so overall, the show, did you love it? Was it great? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Oh, yeah, it was probably the best show I've ever been to in my life. It has. Mm-hmm. It's the best show I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. Is there a certain picture that you got that you absolutely love? Oh, yeah, I have a whole bunch. What uh do you, what one specific what one specifically and I'll flash them up on screen right now. Oh, I forgot I sent you some. Um. So I, I'm I'm going through your Instagram right. You, I'm going through your Instagram right now, just so you oh, know. Okay, so it's the one where it's it's a recent one I just posted. It's it's him and he's like looking up and he's holding his cigarette. Yeah, it's like one of the recent ones I just posted. I got it. Yeah, this is so this this shot super cool. Flash it up on screen. Uh, basically blacked out background, and you can only basically just see him and like his silhouette. Basically, yeah, this is a sick one. Yeah, I like that a lot. What what you have? Yeah, that one's that one's actually my lock screen right now. Is it? You have this. You have this awesome one that I really like. It's the shirtless one with the pink guitar. That you posted oh, yeah. about, about a week ago. Love that one. Uh, you have several of these. Yeah. These are all photos. Like, these, these are unseens. These are unseens. I've had these for months, and I just recently posted them. You recently <laughs> just got around to them? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, these are. Yeah, like, it's crazy because it, it's so funny cool. when you go back to your pictures, and the ones that you've, you didn't see the first time, you see again and mm-hmm. again and again. I took like over like maybe like a thousand pictures this night. Um, and it's just cool to see like the ones that you didn't see the first time you see now. Yeah. And you, you were, can just hold on to them and just post them. You were just letting the shutter go like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And just see what you can get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, feel yeah, like I, really all, I feel like we're all like that in our own way at MGK shows. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I think I, I went to just specifically because I know what the number is off the top of my head. Uh, I went to three shows last year, and between the three shows, I think I had 400 pictures with with it all. So yeah. very very similar, and I, I had I had some cool shots just using my phone, which I was proud of. But I mean, these are these are so cool. Yeah. Nice phones are great. I like I said, I started on my phone. Mm-hmm. If you really know how like to use your phone. And your camera, you can get amazing pictures just using your phone at concerts. For for sure, and I I, I love that you. I'm, I'm I'm assuming you have all these just like saved on like a special folder on your computer or an SD card just dedicated yeah. to this. Yeah, I, I I figured as much. Yeah, I have an SD card. The one I used that night, I will not. It's called formatting your card, which basically deletes like all your pictures. Mm-hmm. I refuse to del- to like no, delete any of that that we, card. Uh, we need to get you a, like a like a picture frame or something for that card, or like a glass case for it, and you just yeah. have it in the glass case at all times. All right, yeah. I want to uh, print out some of my work and just like sell it or like hang it up in my room. I think that'd be really cool. If if you do any of that, let me know. I'm I'm interested. So that, uh, I got you. That 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 could be a co- a cool collab opportunity that we can talk about at some point in the future. But 
I want to wrap it oh, up yeah, with this. I, w- I want to wrap it up with this. We do this with yeah. every guest. Five rapid fire MGK questions, and then we'll get up out of here. All right. And- oh my god, I'm nervous. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go with tickets to my downfall or mainstream sellout. Oh, tickets to my downfall. That has songs on it that are really meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair or pink hair? Blonde hair. Blonde on. Blonde on, baby. If MGK could collab with any artist, who would you want him to collab with? Oh, my God. Uh, can it be a... Uh, dang. It can't be an a, a, a artist that's not here no more, huh? It can be. Let, let, let's do it. I I always wanted him to collab with Little Peep. I feel like that would have been a banger. Yeah, we probably would have gotten that one too, unfortunately. Uh, let's go with another question. If you could see Kells perform anywhere in the country, where would you want to see him? Somewhere in Europe. Um, those Europeans, they go crazy. They go so hard. Work. Yeah. So sick. Yes, they do, and the, I I love even to this day. I still love seeing the the other footage that's been coming out of those shows. And let's go one final question. Let's do let's do another comparison one. Let's go pink guitar from Tickets to My Downfall or black guitar from Mainstream Sellout. Gotta go with a pink guitar. It's the one that started everything, and gotta go with pink guitar. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, Michaela Pope. Thank you so much Thank for you being so on. Much. Thank you so much for being on. We will leave the link to Michaela's Instagram down below in the description. So go be sure to follow her. Michaela, thanks so much for hopping on this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, Be sure to leave a like, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, and check out pinkfucks.com. Use promo code sellouts at checkout to receive 10% off of your order, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. And there we go. Hang on.